This morning, our story is goodness. There is an invisible tree that lives inside of me. It wants to grow big and tall, even though I am very small. I went on an adventure to a land called Good. If you've never been there, I think you should. I decided my land was bad. I wanted to leave. It made me sad. I picked up my bag and all my stuff and left behind those who were rough. I travelled all night to a faraway place, dreaming of kindness on every face. But trouble had come and food was scarce. The kindness left and the place was a mess. I can't live here, I thought to myself, so off I went to find somewhere else. Surely this must be the land of good, where people behave as they should. And so off I marched to another new place, hoping for happiness on every face. But not all were happy as they said, for I found a sad girl in the back shed. Oh no, not again, I said to myself. We will have to go someplace else. So where is this land called good, where people are living as they should? where kindness abounds and words are sweet, where the fruit from the trees are good to eat. Then I saw a small boy with a bag full of seeds, planting goodness amongst all the weeds. There's an idea, I thought to myself. Perhaps this goodness is not somewhere else. Perhaps there's a way to make goodness right here in the midst of sadness and fear. There may be a way to create this land with the goodness that's in our hand. And so I began to plant my seeds right there amongst the dirt and the weeds. I focused on doing as much good as I could right there in my neighbourhood. If trouble arose, I turned away to help the others plant and play. Goodness began to transform the land all from the seeds that were in my hand. And standing up proud to be seen by all, a tree of goodness was growing up tall, providing shelter, rest and shade from the sun and delicious food for those who had come. So now I scatter my seeds far and wide, sometimes with friends at my side. And when I think I've run out of seeds, I bend right down upon my knees. And I remember what's growing inside of me, a tree with goodness for all to see. I take from its fruit and I plant more seeds as the land of goodness takes over the weeds. Good morning, everyone. Um, It is ironic that the first thing that I would get up here and say to you all this morning is, is good morning. Because we use the word good a lot. I think we use the word good so much as people that in some ways it kind of loses a lot of its meaning. You know, you ask someone, how are they? They'll say, I'm good, even if they're not good. We might look at our, our favorite pets and say that it's, a, you know, they're good boys. Or if we go on a huge road trip and our daughter's really well behaved, we say they're a really good girl. We might relish a moment where someone tells us that we're a good mother or a good friend a good worker, 
We also talk here a lot about the fact that we worship a good God, right? So it's, it's ironic, I think, that we use the word good so much. But we rarely talk about goodness. And, and we're continuing today in our series on the fruit of the Spirit, which we read in Galatians 5.22, which says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And as we look at goodness today, what that means as part of the fruit of the Spirit, we come up to a little bit more of a challenge than we would maybe expect. Because I think we talk about attributes in people that we like all the time. And lots of those things are often fruit of the Spirit. We might say that we admire someone for their patience or their gentleness or their humility or for other things like loyalty or their determination. But I don't know about you, but I don't remember the last time I was speaking about someone that I admired and said it was because of their goodness. It's just not something that we talk about very much, but we're told in Galatians 5 that this is something that the Holy Spirit brings into the lives of those who live dependently on God. And so if we're here today, if we love the Lord, if we rely on his spirit every day, then goodness is something that we can desire and expect God to bring about in our lives. So before we look a little bit more into that today, would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for the chance that we've had this morning to worship you for your goodness. We thank you for the reflections we were able to hear at the beginning of the service for others in our family, what they see about goodness and what it is. And so, Lord, we want to we wanna focus on that now, what goodness is to you, what goodness looks like in our lives and in our world. And Holy Spirit, we know that these fruit come from you, and so we ask you now to help us as we focus on what this means and we look to see more of it produced in our life. And so, Lord, we've already been praising you this morning, but we want to continue to do that now with our thoughts and with our obedience, with our reflections. Lord, would all of that bring praise to who you are, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if we look at the Greek word for what goodness is in Galatians 5, it is a word that is pronounced something like agasophunes. And when we look at this word, agasathunus, there is kind of two sides to its meaning. A lot of them have already been touched on in that video that we saw earlier. There's one side of it, which is that idea of a purity of character, uprighteousness, kind of morality side to goodness. But there's definitely another side of it as well. It's this idea of being generous, having attitude and actions that bring good things to others, that benefit our world. These are both parts of what this word means when it talks about goodness. And we certainly see this in God, right? He's never crooked, he's never deceitful, he's trustworthy, and he is constant. He brings beautiful things into our lives in abundance. He shows both sides of this, this word goodness so perfectly, both the righteousness and the purity, but also the generosity and the charity. And when we might fail at this all the time, God, God never does. I love that Rose and Cole brought up, you know, that old saying, right? God is good all the time. Yeah, it's true. 
And if we're people that want to exhibit goodness in our own life, purity of heart and generosity towards others, we have to fix our eyes on the goodness of God first and foremost. This is our third week now in this series, and Andrew has spoken every week up until now, and he's very right to do so in talking about how the fruit of the Spirit isn't something we can force in our lives. It's not something that we conjure up ourselves. To have the fruit of the Spirit, we need to focus on the root. And the root of all goodness is our God. And I I was thinking about all of the ways that I stumble across God's goodness in my life, all the different places where I stop and reflect on all of who he is. I know I stumble across God's goodness when I worship, whether it's on my own or here with all of you on a Sunday. There's something about declaring truths about who God is, surrounded by the beauty that is music, art, song, that has me declaring all of God's goodness. Or sometimes when I look at the beauty of his creation, a beautiful newborn baby or a gorgeous sunset, there's something of God's goodness reflected in those things that are so stunning and so pure. Or when I'm struggling in life and God blesses me with with a blessing, a gift, or with insight or direction, all of those things come out of God's wisdom and his generosity towards me. And one of the most important places that I thought about stumbling across the goodness of God is in Scripture. Because in the Bible, oh my goodness, do we see the stories of people failing over and over and over and over again. Stories of people hurting one another. Stories of people running from God and doing the wrong thing. And time after time after time again, God forgives them. He brings them fresh guidance or instruction about how to live. He blesses them with good things out of love. In scripture, we see countless stories of God's goodness in action towards humanity. And these are the sorts of things that we need to focus on. When we look around our world and there is confusion and there is frustration and there is fear aplenty, we have to set our eyes on the goodness of God and and the reflections of his goodness in this world Because when we do that and we praise God for his goodness in our hearts, I believe that's when our hearts kind of open up to his work in our life. And when God is working in our life, that's when the spirit begins to produce that goodness. That's when the spirit begins to grow that tree, like we were reading in the storybook before, where that goodness can begin to take fruit. And so I wanted to look at a character in the Bible today because... Although we want to see goodness produced in our lives by the Spirit, we know we won't always do it perfectly. We know we're not God. And so what does it look like for us as people to try and show goodness in this world? And as I was thinking about this, I came across the story of Daniel, Daniel from the Old Testament. And we're going to look at a couple of lessons that Daniel can teach us today about what goodness looks like in our life. Because, see, I really think that Daniel shows us what it means to have goodness in action as a, as a person, what it means to do the right thing by God and by others, showing integrity and purity of heart, that we've got to try and do things God's way, even when the world around us isn't, that it's important to check our morals against God's, to do the right thing for other people's sake. And so a little bit of a, of a recap, right? Daniel is a man who was a, um, an Israelite, 
and he lived in Jerusalem a very, very long time ago. During Daniel's life, there was another kingdom, the Babylonians, and they came along and they invaded and they conquered Jerusalem. And the king of Babylonia at the time was King Nebuchadnezzar. It's a great name, but uh, not so much of a great action. They conquered Jerusalem and they took all of these Israelites, the kind of the best of the best, the creme of the crop, into special service in the king's court. Daniel was one of these people. And these people, they would get given food, clothes, they would get this special education. And at the end of all of that, they would be in full service to the king of, of Babylon. And part of this, as I said, would mean that these people would be enjoying all the food of the king's court. But see, for Daniel to do this would mean that he would be breaking the commands that God had given his people about the correct things to eat. We read in Daniel 1 verse 8 that he resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. This is just the one example, one of the first that we read about Daniel of him wanting to do things God's way, no matter what. No matter what was presented him, no matter what options came his way, he chose to do things God's way. We read more about Daniel's character a little bit later on in Daniel 6. By this time, there's a new king in Babylon. His name is King Darius. And he appointed Daniel to a position of incredible honor in his government, his administration. And there were others around him that were so jealous that he'd gotten this honor and all this attention that they were trying to overthrow him. But we read in Daniel 6 verse 4 that the administrators and satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. There are moments in his life where Daniel refuses huge rewards from people because of his service, where he goes out of his way to try and help others and protect others from danger. I think we see so much of God's goodness in in Daniel in the way he lives. He shows us it's important to make sure we're doing things God's way in this life and that our actions should always seek to better others that we can conduct ourselves in a way in this world that's so constant and so righteous that people can't find a fault in us. Daniel is someone who always tries to do the right thing and has the kind of integrity that means people can trust him. This is what goodness looks like in action. And even though we have different circumstances today, this is kind of what it looks like for us too, right? Always being truthful, whether it's at work or with your parents at home, school, wherever it may be, being someone that people can trust, that what you say is honourable and true. It means doing the right thing by God, even when others aren't. And we saw for Daniel, this looked like not eating the food in the king's court. But for us, it might look like not gossiping when people around us are. Being the same person in all these different circles, so we don't sort of contradict who we are to other people. And it means looking out for others so we can help them on their way in life. Never being frustrated by interruption, but stopping to show love abundantly wherever we can. And there are going to be moments in life where we find ourselves convicted, right? Where we know we haven't done the right thing. We can't do this perfectly all the time. Showing integrity, being honest. We'll have moments where we slip up. 
But if we have that moment where we know we've slipped up, that's a good thing. It means we're in the perfect spot to receive God's grace. We're in the perfect spot to submit again to the Holy Spirit and to say, I know that this wasn't goodness, but Spirit, would you help me to do it next time? It's okay to admit when we fall because that's the right place for the Spirit to work again in our lives. The other lesson that I think we see in Daniel's life is that goodness means doing the right thing even when it's hard, even when others really oppose us. We read that description earlier about Daniel having no corruption. He was totally honest and true in his work in in the government. But these other people around him were so angry about this promotion that they were going to do anything that they could to find a fault in this guy and to overthrow this promotion, this success that he'd found. If we read a little bit more of the chapter in in Daniel 6, it says, finally, these men, that was the other administrators, they said, we'll never find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel, unless it has something to do with the law of his God. So these administrators and satraps went as a group to the king, and they said, may King Darius live forever. The royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to a god or a human being in the next 30 days, except you, your majesty, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, your majesty, issue the decree and put it in writing so that it can't be altered in accordance with the law of the Murdies and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius put the decree in writing. And now when Daniel learned that this decree was published, he went home, he went upstairs where the windows were open towards Jerusalem. And three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done the day before. We know from this story that Daniel is indeed discovered, praying to his God, our God, not the king, and he is thrown into the lion's den. But even there, he's not harmed. God saves him in this terrible tragedy of a situation. But it says so much that Daniel would be willing to continue to show goodness, continue to do the right thing, even when there was so much danger and threat towards him. We have to be brave to show goodness sometimes. There'll be times in life where we can show actions of goodness and we're praised and people say how great we are and we think, this is easy. I can be good. I don't even need God's help. I'll take all the props. This is no worries at all. But there'll also be times when our goodness is opposed by others, when it means putting ourselves on the line and that is tough. That's when we're going to be tempted to leave goodness behind and do things another way. That's when I think we realize more than ever that we need God's help, that we need the Spirit to produce this goodness in our life because in and of ourselves, it can sound way too hard. And I think that just says it again, right? We need to focus on the root to see the fruit. Fixing our eyes on God and His goodness when it's tough and everything in us, everything in the world is telling us to do things another way. 
I want to touch on one more example of, of a human showing us what goodness looks like in our life as we start to draw to a close this morning. Because where Daniel showed so much goodness in his life, he was still a person. He still failed. He wasn't perfect. And we will certainly have moments where we fail. Jesus, of course, did not. He is our perfect example of goodness in human form. He shows us perfectly how to do the right thing by God and others. We see Jesus obeying God perfectly. His morals have no fault, and he brings good into the lives of so many others around him. He would help others where the other religious leaders of the day would lecture them. He healed the sick. He embraced the outcasts. He was never disgruntled or annoyed when people interrupted them when he knew that it was an opportunity to show them goodness, to show them that attitude and that action that benefited them. He taught about the morality of God perfectly and followed in his life. There wasn't a temptation that could overthrow Jesus. And we know that as far as as showing goodness when things are really hard and people oppose us, Jesus knew this better than anyone else too. But he never stopped teaching and helping the masses, the outsiders, even when he was rejected or despised. And of course, in the cross, we see the most incredible example of someone having to go through suffering for the sake of goodness. Jesus endured all of that pain because he knew the benefit that it would bring to every single one of us. And so we all have an opportunity today. If our desire is to see more of God's goodness in this world, I think one of the first steps that we we can do today is to ask him what he wants us to do. Today, this week, in our life, the, the Walker family is going to do a little item for us in a second. It's, it's a beautiful song called The Goodness of God, and it gives us a moment just to sit and reflect, to be quiet with our Lord. And I know, I know there are some that might be here today in the room or with us on the stream, and you feel like goodness is just not even a part of who you are. Maybe you feel like this could never be a pillar of your life, but that's where we have to stop and remember afresh that that can be true, but God's power in your life means that he brings these things about. The fruit of the Spirit is about focusing on this root that grows this tree in our heart and our life, and we can see beautiful things happen for the glory of God. I think it doesn't take a genius to figure out that if we look around right now, there are countless opportunities to bring goodness into this world. Delivering groceries to someone in isolation, spending some time sitting with someone who might be lonely or afraid at the moment, taking surprise snacks to a business owner that's doing it tough and has had to shut four times in the last fortnight because of staffing issues, showing honesty and integrity in our workplaces, in our families, where everyone feels a pinch right now. Each one of us has a chance to stop and ask God today, Lord, I know your spirit is working in my heart and my life. How can I show goodness this week? in this world, in this season. For those of you here today, as you leave, there'll be some little helpers at the door with some more of those stickers that we've been putting on the trees at the back. And when we put those on those trees, that's an opportunity for us to say, I want to commit to this. There's one thing that I know I can do this week 
to see more goodness come into this world. And we have an opportunity to do that together, to be people that do the right thing, show purity of heart, and do everything we can to bring more blessing and benefit to others in this world. I think it would be incredible if we could all make that our mission as God's people. What an example that would show, what light that would bring into this world. And the Holy Spirit is there to help us every step of the way. So let's pray together. Holy Spirit, we, we just we're so thankful that you were sent to us, Lord, that when Jesus went away, you came and you fill our hearts, you fill our lives. And that you help us, because we know that there is so much of us that isn't good. But Spirit, we thank you that you you work in our heart and our life, and with your help, we can show all kinds of goodness to those around us. Help us to do the right thing. Help us do the right thing, even when it's hard. Help us to know what the right thing is to do, to bless others in this world. We thank you for for the stories of of Daniel's life and and Jesus and this this picture of what it looks like to show goodness as broken people. And we pray that you would help us to bring light to a very dark world. And as we just stop to reflect a little bit more now on the words of this song, on your goodness, Lord, would it inspire us? Would it fill us? Would it encourage us? We praise you for your goodness, Lord, and we fix our eyes on you. Amen.